What up, what up? Thanks for tuning in to No Sugar, Please. This podcast was created for the multifaceted individual. It is a multi-generational podcast used to educate listeners through conversations for the advancement of the mind, spirit, body, and community. Today we're going to do it a little differently. Uh, we'll do a little different today. Um, instead of me having a guest, I'm I'm actually going to do this one solo. You know, after the last episode, um, someone asked a good question. It was it was a very fair and valid question. Uh, they were like, uh, you know, when when are we going to get an episode of you, you know, by yourself getting your thoughts and everything like that? So I figured um, the last topic would probably be a good one to start with doing episodes like that. So, um, you know, we're just really hitting on lessons learned, life lessons learned. And I got a couple um, life lessons that I feel like, you know, anyone listening can uh, take away from it, learn from it, and even uh, apply it in their um, daily lives themselves. Um, so my first one is uh, keeping the faith. Got to keep the faith. So, you know, Faith is the substance of things hoped for and um, the evidence of um, things not seen. And without faith, I would never have gotten through the darkest times of my life. And I've had some pretty, some pretty intense, dark moments, man. I'm not even going to lie to you guys. I've had some pretty intense, dark moments. But, you know, faith is what got me through, honestly. I believe. That's what I believe. Um it allowed me to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, no matter how dark the tunnel, deep the hole, no, how, whatever analogy or phrase you want to use for it, uh, my faith, man, it, it just got me through a lot, you know, and I like to credit my wife. Um, she definitely played a part in that too, as well as my mom. You know, everyone that I've come in contact with has positively, for the most part, that I still latch on to this day, positively affected my faith, having faith and things like that. So I appreciate everybody, you know, especially if I still stay in contact with you because you definitely helped me out in that arena. Um, the next one, uh, has to be that life is a marathon. Um, (laughs) it sounds cliche, but it's the truth. You know, life is literally a marathon. A, you know, as a child, I always thought, you know, let me hurry up and grow up, right? And my mom, my mom, or anybody that knows me, I had those points in times where I was just like, as a kid, man, I want to do this. I want to do that. Uh, and don't get me wrong, I did some of those things. But as I, as I've grown and gotten older, and I was able to do the, the the rest of the things I couldn't do as a kid, I realized that I shouldn't have been sprinting. I shouldn't have been living life as a sprinter. You know, it's a marathon. I had to slow down. As I got older, I slowed down more. You know, I started to really hone in and just pay attention to everything. You know, I, I, I've grown to start to see life, or my life at least, um, from a bird's eye view. You know, instead of me looking from street level, if I'm looking from bird's eye, I can, I can navigate a little better, you know. I may be able to pick up on potential roadblocks and hazards and things like that. Now, am I going to catch everything? No. But looking at it from a bird's eye view, 
um, definitely has helped me navigating through life and making some pretty, what I call pretty, pretty good choices. Um, and it didn't come overnight, you know, for, I'm still young, um, but for the majority of my youth, I was living life like a sprinter. Got to get here quick, 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 everything quick, quick, quick. And it's, I wish I didn't, but I'm glad I did. I'm glad I did because I can share that experience or those experiences now with the hopes of just helping someone out who may be just going too fast. You know, it's okay to slow down. We got to slow down. That's like driving on the road, you know, around here um, or even anywhere. And everyone, speed limit is 45. But if you're actually going 45, people are going nuts. Uh, get over it. Ramming up on you. Like, bro, chill. Just chill. Um, but once I really started to, like I said, slow down, that's when I started to realize how much of a marathon life really is. Um, and I can kind of speak more on that as far as with college, because that that college evolution, man, that HBCU experience that I wouldn't trade that for the world because I learned so much about, you know, just people. But most importantly, myself, like my evolution from freshman year to senior, psh, man, <laughs> it was those are some intense four years. You know, my first my first two years, you know, I man. I was just living. I just put it that way. I was just living, you know, doing everything that I shouldn't have been doing, but doing enough to get by. So I was living a sprinter's lifestyle while running a marathon. And that just was not it. It, it didn't mix. You can't you can't mix a sprinter's lifestyle into a marathon. Like it just doesn't work. Like, I was just going, going, going fast, 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 do this, do this. And then eventually, you know, things started to get darker. You know, I, doing things and around people that obviously I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have been, you know. And again, I wouldn't trade those experiences for the world because they taught me and they helped mold me to the person I am today, to be completely honest with you. Those experiences definitely helped mold me. So I I surely wouldn't trade it for the world. But, you know, summer of 2010, that that summer, that was that was the summer where it was like, all right, that was the starting point that I can at least pinpoint that I kind of started to stop sprinting with life. Like that was the first time summer 2010 is like, that's one of the main only times that I can kind of pinpoint where I started to slow down a bit. Uh, but I'll get to that a little later. By the time I hit senior year of college, it was just like, all right, we got a little better understanding. I'm still now I'm still having my 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 spurts of sprints, but I'm I'm kind of I'm real chill at this point. I'm real slow, real at my own pace. You know, I'm now I'm trying to really find my pace, find my stride. And it's crazy about that because I thought I found it each and every year from my senior year of college until this very moment. Right when I think I find my stride, it's it's something, an idea or something that just pops up that makes me change pace again. And I actually appreciate that. But again, I'll get to that a little bit more. You know, I I. I had some other experiences that let me know that life's a marathon. Uh, mostly, you know, I had a, I had a chance to work for this uh, Fortune 500 company right out of college. And 
it was set up for me great, you know. And remember, I told you just, you know, I was I still had my spurts of sprinting. Um, I still had my sprinting spurts. So Ross was definitely a sprinting spurt. Um, spurt because I wasn't mentally ready for that. I really wasn't looking at it, looking back on it. I wasn't mentally ready. Yeah, I was sharp. I was always sharp on the job. Always. I was always sharp. And that's how I got kind of got. I, I really, to be honest with you, I finessed myself into that position. Just going to be completely honest with you. I finessed. They created a brand new position. And I was like one of the first ones, if not the first one that really piloted in the central Florida region. And I wasn't mentally ready for it. I just wasn't. You know, I was still, again, trying to sprint and not really looking at my surroundings, not checking my surroundings. That's one of the biggest things I learned with that situation. Just always check your surroundings. And I knew that, you know, obviously from a personal standpoint, but that's when I really started to get it from a professional standpoint. Um, Always do that. And then, you know, after that, I had the mindset of just like, man, you know what? I'm, I think I want my master's. So then I started thinking about options. You know, after I left this company and it didn't just, it didn't work out. I started thinking, let let me, let me think a little bigger. Let me get my master's. So I started trying to figure out ways to, you know, get it without really having to pay any money for it. I wasn't trying to go into debt. Like I wasn't with that. Um, any more debt that I had already owed on undergrad, but you know, the military popped up in my head and I, I went with it prior to military. I I knew for sure I was going to be a teacher. Um, I wanted to be a teacher because it, that, that kind of started in college with a, um, class assignment or project. I had to go and mentor someone like a child, a kid, um, at a local middle school. Um, so that's where my love of teaching kind of really started, but I just, I knew teaching was always going to be there, to be completely honest with you. I knew teaching was always going to be there. So I was just like, you know what, let me just pop, let me hit, let me hit the military. Let me hit, I, I ended up choosing the Air Force and it ended up working out, ended up working in the legal office. Man, I, I, I was at, at random points in time, I was the guy, like I was the guy because it was just, I think my communication skills really, really helped with that. My interpersonal skills really help with that. Um, but again, even during that situation, knowing that I was just there for my master's and to get out, I started sprinting. You know, I, 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 there were a lot more opportunities within the military I could have taken advantage of, but I chose not to because I had my eye on the prize, which was my master's, and I was achieving that at a rapid rate. But with me sprinting and not realizing it's the marathon, I missed out on some opportunities. I missed out on a couple opportunities. And at home, personal life also definitely missed out on some opportunities because, you know, just wanting to sprint. Just wanting to sprint and not really just find that pace of the race. But, I mean, I, I wouldn't trade my military experience for the world. Um, that really in itself gave me the marathon type of mentality. Um, everything I learned there 
you know, I was able, always able to pick up on something quick. I was always able to get along with people fairly well. Um, but again, I just missed out on certain opportunities because I was so locked in and laser focused and I wasn't looking at things um, with a wide view as I should have. But again, I still got a whole lot out of the military, including my master's. And, you know, the things I learned, again, professionally, that came easy. But the things I learned personally about myself and people, I wouldn't trade that knowledge for the world. Um, I wouldn't. So those, you know, college and, you know, that fortune, that, that company and, um, even the military, the Air Force, those are, you know, real key time frames of my life that helped me realize that life's a marathon. Like those, those time frames right there for sure helped me realize that. And, um, to be honest, I'm forever grateful for those time frames and I wouldn't change anything about them. I wouldn't. But now I mentioned the summer of 2010 when I was speaking on college. That summer was so, so pivotal because it taught me to be you, be you, be myself. Um, and that's my next life lesson. Be you. Um, I'm one of one. You're one of one. There ain't nobody else like you. Might share the same birthday name, but y'all are you're one of one. And that summer taught me all of that because that summer, I ain't have nothing. I ain't have a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of. <laughs> I ain't really have nothing that summer. I was staying on my cousin's couch. Um, and it was like, man, my cousin, he's 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 like a he's like an older brother. You know, he he really he was one of my first friends that I can remember in life. You know, living I used to I was born in Polk County and then ended up moving, me and moms ended up moving and everything like that. But I can always remember my cut. he was my first like friend. One of my first friends within family, obviously. Um so I ended up staying with him, but he wasn't even in a situation that he wanted to be in. So I was on the couch, but at any given time it could have been me on one couch, somebody else on another couch, and the other rooms, people he had his roommates too, so we in the three room, three bedroom townhouse, man. I'm talking about three bedroom tiles. It was sometimes it was like seven, eight, nine, ten people up in there, man. You know, and it was a lot going on with that many people and that much foot traffic. It was a lot going on. But one thing I one thing I remember people saying at first was, "Man, JD, you weird, bro. Bro, why you why you roll your pants?" Man, why are your pants so they, they so fitted? You don't like it baggy. You know what I'm saying? Just really pinpointing and highlighting my 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 differentness. You know, how different I might have just made up a word differentness. But just pinpointing and highlighting how much um I really wasn't like them in a sense, you know, in some things. But the beautiful thing about that was um they ended up growing respecting my way of doing things because if they knew I worked for them. I worked, it worked for me, I'm sorry. And I it was a mutual respect because they're, they they had their way of doing stuff. And I had to rem- remember, we grew up different. We grew up in different, you know, cities, states, different experience, similar experiences, but different. Like it was all different. So that situation helped me um, learn to just always be me, always, no matter what, no matter what, 
no matter what situation because that was a that was a wild summer um that was the summer where it was like all right I gotta really again hitting back on life is a marathon I gotta slow down because I was pedal to the metal I was pedal to the metal that summer literally on all different fronts and Getting through that summer, sleeping on that couch, and real that helped me realize, you know, nah, bro. Yeah, you yourself, you be you, but this ain't the life you really want to live. You know, you really don't. And fortunately, they made sure, another reason they, you know, we walked away with a kind of a mutual respect. They made sure I was up in class, on time, no matter what. They was on me. Like, they was on me. Like, big time. No matter how, whatever was going on at that time. JD, you need to use a car? Look, man, I, you got 9 o'clock class. I get off at 8. I had a car to you by, you know, 8.30. I'll drop it by 8.30. Boom. Damon comes. Yeah, his name was Damon. He'll come through, drop the car, sleep on the couch. I'm going to class. Drop him some gas in the car. It was a little Crown Vic. It was a little Crown Vic. It was a... Uh, it was, uh, what, 5% tent, all black. Man, I think Jeezy, Jeezy had just dropped the mixtape that summer. And um, so I was, hey, I was bumping the class and this and that and everything. But even that situation, that kind of wasn't me. Because I was bringing attention to myself. And I'm not that type of person to really bring attention to myself, you know, doing those things and whatnot. But again, back to the main point, they made sure that... um. I stayed on my stuff, and they assisted any way they could, and that's why that forever. That summer, man, that that just that was a summer that did it. That was a wild summer. Um, but the the last life lesson I learned, man, and this is probably the most universal one. It has to be um, protect protect your mentals. You know, you got to protect your mind. Um, you know, I've been, you know, I've had my bouts with depression and PTSD or whatever. And it's something that I, I'll probably live with for the rest of my life. Um, so my opinion and the way I kind of look at things may be a little different with this. Um, but if you can kind of mold this conversation or these words into your own, you know, I guess you could say way of life, then I'm sure it'll still help. Um, your mental health is super, 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 super important, especially in black men. I feel like we don't pay enough attention to it, um, and myself included, to be completely honest with you. Prior to, you know, some unfortunate stuff going on and whatnot, like, I just feel like we ain't pay enough. I, I didn't pay enough attention enough to it. A lot of mine stemmed from uh, a lack of lack of dad. You know what I'm saying? For the longest, that held me down for so long. I mean, that was a weight on, on my shoulders. But if I was going through that, you know, imagine how many other black males were going through that. Now, I was fortunate enough for my mom to kind of, you know, plop. There were positive males in my life um, that I could kind of draw from. Um, most notably and most importantly, uh, my best friend's dad, uh, Mr. P-Man, that's that's... Man, I I love him with the bottom to the bottom of my heart. That's um, I'm over here losing the words. You know, that's that's one of the most influential and instrumental players and pieces in my life, because he doesn't understand how much of his mannerisms that I picked up on, 
And I never really realized that until my wife started pinpointing things about me. And then, you know, myself, my wife, my friend, uh, Trey, um, and his fiance, um, Ashley, we will get together and they'll always, we'll always be talking and my wife will say something crazy like, you know, does Trey do that and blah, blah, blah. And Ashley will be like, yep, they do the same thing. But it made me think like, damn, if we do that, it made me think, where do I get that from? And the more and more I thought about it, my mannerisms really came from, you know, him, Mr. P. And I, for the longest, could not take advantage of a situation that was right there in my lap because I was searching for something or someone that didn't want to be there in the first place. And mentally, I got exhausted. Like mentally, I got exhausted. It was mentally, mentally exhausting. And I missed out on some key, key, key times because I was searching for something that didn't want to be found. And that's one of the worst feelings to feel because mentally you just get drained. So again, that's why I think it's important to protect your mind. You know, you got to protect your mind. Another reason, um, as far as black men, like black men, I'm sorry, we got to protect our minds for sure. Like for sure, man. We have to because we go through enough on a day-to-day basis as is. And if you're black, listen to this. I don't, if you're black, listen to this, and you're a black male, and you feel like, you know, there's certain things you can do any and everything that a white person or a white male can do, you're an idiot. I said it. So what? Stop listening. You're an idiot. Because you can't. Let's just be honest about it. You can't. So that in itself can be mentally draining to someone who's not mentally equipped to live that type of lifestyle and go through those things when they arise. All the more reason to protect your mentals. Um, I think we got to check up on each other more, too, for sure. Um, we definitely got to check up on each other more. And, and, and I mean, on a serious level, you know, we're good at bullshitting and, you know, shooting the shits with each other. But sometimes you got to really check in with somebody, you know, like you got to because you never know what someone's mental state is. There's been times where people don't realize how important that random text they gave me really was because again man I just that depression that pe- like that 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 man that mental health stuff man is no joke like it's really no joke to play with and again if you're not mentally equipped man I man I feel for you I really feel for you um that's what makes the you know having a routine super important you know, I found positive outlets and things like that. And my routine, you know, p- part of my routine is drinking some coffee in the morning, taking a shot of ginger, um, drinking some water, and then having my coffee. That's my little morning routine. Now, obviously, somewhere in the day, you know, I've I've put in fitness. Um, no matter morning, afternoon, or night, I'm I'm getting my fitness in. But fitness is also a part of my routine. You know, I like to play Xbox whenever I can really find the time. It seems few and far in between nowadays, but, you know, that's part of my routine. Again, it may be one day out of the week. It may be one day out of two weeks. It just depends. But either way, that's a part of my routine. Those are things that I can kind of unwind with, you know, maybe have a cigar, maybe um, maybe head over to the Crack'em app to go find me a brewery to go to. Yes, I said head over to the Crack'em app. Crackem, C-R-A-C-K-E-M, and uh, find me a local brewery or something like that. Um, 
all of those things are a part of my routine. All all of those things. I didn't mention my my family, obviously, because that should have been a given. But as far as if it's just me making a decision or something to do, those are all a part of my routines. I have like that's what keeps my mind kind of at bay. Those things keep my mind at bay because, again, um, if you don't have some sort of routine, if you don't have some sort of support system or anything like that, man, you know, you can go through feelings of loneliness and emptiness, man. Like, I've been there. I've been there. I've been there. Like, completely empty, numb. Shit, I don't even remember a whole year of my life. I I do not remember the age of 27. I I I don't remember. I don't remember. At all. Like and it's crazy. I can try to think about it hard. Can't remember it. So mentally, man, is like imagine imagine someone going through some things and they can't remember a whole year of their life. Remember 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 28. Remember 26. Can't remember that. So again, that should alone let you know, man, you can't keep your mind on point. Your mind has to be put on point. You have to have things and find things to do that's positive. And you know, the last little piece about protecting your mentals, um professional therapy, man, I think we should utilize it more. That definitely helped me. Just having an unbiased, unfiltered opinion, outside opinion. And learning different communication techniques, um, man, that word wonders. It were wonders. Now, of course, I didn't see a change within the first month, two months, three months, four months. But by gradually over time, I started seeing communication changes. I started seeing different ways and things to do to kind of calm myself down. Now, when I'm feeling, I, I came up, it helped me come up with a routine more, a more scheduled routine, as I should say professional help man you have to take advantage of it if off if and when it's offered if it's not offered you better you got to find something some way to professionally talk to someone if need be because again it could save your life it can help you can learn something to help save someone else's life you know you definitely could so i just feel like we all gotta we we should definitely take full-on um advantage of professional help when it's offered um, so those are my lessons, man. Those, those lessons are, you know, just really, really the first ones that came to mind. Like I have so many more life lessons like this. This could be an endless, endless conversation, endless conversation. But, um, I like to start with those though, because obviously they were the first that comes to mind and they were the first that comes to mind for a reason, because those were all, you know, key points in time, um, in life, in my life, that I feel like I looking back on it, I learned a lot and the most about, and those times definitely shaped me, and are continuing to shape me because again, life's a marathon. Therefore, I'm constantly evolving by the day, um, but I just hope someone um, was really able to draw from that. Like I really do, I really do. Um, but yeah, to wrap it on up with community in mind, you know, at the end of each episode, we like to highlight um, a small business, small black business, small business. And you know what? Instead of just, you know, highlighting a small business, I'm going to do a little different this episode. Um, I'm going to just give a shout out to some of my people, you know, because these are the people that um, keep me going. 
you know, they keep me motivated. They, they, they're my, my little community. And if I don't name you, don't, man, get out your feelings. You know, you, hey, you know, you know what it is, man. So, um, you know, obviously my, my wife, my daughter, my mom, um, even my mother-in-law, my brother-in-law, um, my brother, Trey, uh, that's, man, I can't say too, I, I can't say enough, you know, I can't say enough, but, if you know him, you know me and vice versa. So, you know what it is there. You know, KP, you know, my cousin, uh, Mike, Darion, uh, Pops, Mr. P, Miss P, my uh, my baby's go-go. Um, you know, uh, sheesh, White Dog, Ferg, Hurt, um, all of these guys. Um, shout out Rob Jones, T Breezy, uh, even Sid and my guy son, Drew, man, all of these people as I keep just randomly, my granddad just popping people out of my head. These are the people um, that really help shape me. Oh, I can't forget about my boo, Granny. Granny Wheezy, you are the best. Um, these are the people that help help me. You know, they help continue to push me to want and do more. And um, I really appreciate them from the bottom of my heart. Um, shout out to G Cobb too, and Toy Toy, and my baby Pooh and Rory. Um, again, you know these these are the people that really just they push me. So if you're hearing this and you're listening to this, man, just know I love you, and um, it's an honor to just be a part of your life and to continue to draw from you and learn from you all. Um, so with that being said, I'm going to catch you guys on the next episode. Um, first weekend of football, might tune in a little bit. Definitely about to watch this uh, playoff game. But y'all take it easy and enjoy the day. Talk to you guys soon. Mm-hmm.